Good morning, you guys, and welcome to Truth in the Trenches. I'm your host, Rebecca Spooner from over at Hip Homeschooling, and today's episode is titled, wait for it, 10 Steps to the Perfect Homeschool. So you have to know by that title that today is a satire, which means that it's going to be poking fun of that word perfect because you guys, there is no such thing as a perfect homeschool. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea or something to munch on and let's chat about what it would take to make a perfect homeschool day. All right. Are you ready for the 10 steps to the perfect homeschool day. You guys, this could change your lives. This could change your homeschool experience forever. So make sure that you take careful notes. Okay, here we go. Step number one, you need to be getting up by at least four o'clock a.m. I mean, I know, I know it's really hard to get up early, but the thing is, is that you really need to get up before the kids so that you have enough time for self-care. And some of our children get up early, you know, they're getting up earlier and earlier, which is also important because they need to get their day started so they can begin their studies. So I really recommend beginning your day by at least four o'clock a.m., okay? For those of you who are really go-getters, 3.30 a.m. is a really good place to start as well. Now, once you get up at four o'clock a.m., self-care is so important. It's just so important. If you don't put the oxygen mask on yourself first, how are you going to help your child? So the first step in having a successful homeschool is having a successful you. So the next thing that you're going to do is, you know, between the hours of about four to five, make sure you're getting in at least an hour of exercise. You need to be, you know, just sweat it out, like sweat out the stress and, and, you know, put on some of those spandex tights that you have that you never wear or that you wear, but you don't exercise in and get out and do some exercise. You know, you could be doing something in your house, do some jumping jacks or I don't know, something. The point here is that it needs to be at least an hour of rigorous exercise to help your own brain function well, to keep you healthy, and to get yourself in a place of emotional clarity, okay? Now, once you've done that, between the hours of five to six, you need to have some time for what I like to call introspection hour. So during that time, make sure that you find something to read that speaks life into you. If you're a coffee drinker, this is your time to pour yourself a cup of coffee with no interruptions and just drink some coffee, read, um, journal, take some time to just focus inward. Okay, you need to focus inward so that then when your kids are awake and needing you, you can now give and focus outward. Now, we've only gotten through two hours of our three hours of self-care. So our last hour, we like to spend um, by doing deep breathing exercises and looking outside or even better, spending time in nature. So if you can get outside and just forest bathe, Forest bathing is becoming incredibly popular amongst um, 
many different communities because of the benefits of just being in the forest and literally the fresh oxygen. So if you have a forest near you, this would be a really good time for you to go and just sit and let the sun just um, warm you and encourage you and refresh you and just just deep breathing and, and spending time outside. So now at this point, you've taken some time for self-care. You've gotten up before your children and you're ready to really make this homeschool day something that is of value to your kids. So the next thing that you're going to do is start school by 8 o'clock a.m. Okay. Now I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, we're not morning people, but you know, if you want to have a perfect homeschool day, then you need to become one. So you need to start school by eight o'clock AM. And that means that by this point, your kids do need to be finished with breakfast. Your house has to be absolutely spotless because you do not want to have any um, distractions or anything that you need to do that could be pulling away from your time and attention with your precious children. And you need to make sure that your children are always dressed so that they're in a more professional state of mind. Because when our kids are relaxed and comfortable, then they're not giving us their best. They're not giving us their best work. So if you can have your kids dressed rest, your house spotless, and they've been fed, they've brushed their teeth, and they are ready for a day of school on top of your self-care. So that only gives you, you know, an hour to get that done. So you're really going to have to make sure that you stay on top of it. Now, step number four to the perfect homeschool day is that you need to have all assignments pre-written. And I don't actually just recommend pre-writing your assignments. I actually recommend having everything they possibly need laid out for them, ready to go, including snacks, rewards, stickers, incentives. And I even like to put words of affirmation right into their workbooks and everything that they're doing. So as they're flipping through their day, they're getting those words of affirmation to just encourage them and uplift them and keep them motivated and set on their tasks. So you need to do this for each child. I usually spend the hours of um, 7 o'clock p.m. till about 2 o'clock a.m. working on um, preparing my house and my children's assignments for the next day so that we can have a very smooth, flowing, positive homeschool day. Now, step number five is that you do need to begin reading to your children for at least two hours. And this is really important because this is your time for you to expose your children to great works and literature and to, you know, help them learn how to sit. Because those of you who have young children, I know that it's been a common um, concern that your younger ones have struggled with concentrating. And in that case, the more the better really. The more we can just expose them to the practice of sitting and listening quietly, the more it's just going to become ingrained in them. So step number six is that at that point, you need to proceed to your subjects. And here is, if those of you out there who are new to homeschooling and wondering what you kind of need to cover in a day, I'm here to help you out. So what you need to cover every single day is geography, history, Current events, careers, economics, psychology, poetry, creative writing, literature, grammar, spelling, biology, physics, chemistry, reading, 
mathematics, life skills, health, and PE. And when I say PE, please do not misunderstand me that I'm meaning just let your kids play on a trampoline. They should be doing organized sports and activities for at least an hour a day. Because remember that physical education is education. Okay, so we're not just going to get them out there doing something physical. They need to be being taught and mentored and challenged physically so that then they are prepared as well to then focus more on their studies. So make sure you get at least an hour of that in on top of your two hours of reading on top of fitting in all of these subjects. And I really like to recommend that you're done your lessons, you know, in time to eat your dinner so that then they can go to bed. But if you don't get it done, it's it's more important to do that. And so um, it's definitely worth investing the time, even if that looks like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Um, just remember that that's going to push back your prep time for the next day. So now you likely will be staying up all night because you need to get your house cleaned spotless and you need to have all your lessons and assignments and everything in order. So that's just something to keep in the back of your head as you're doing your lessons um, that, you know, that is the priority. Your prep time should never interfere with your children's education. So let it go as long as it needs to go. And then just, um, you know, I, I like to drink another cup of coffee every hour or so to help me stay on track with those later hours um, and then into the next day because I haven't slept. So that was step number six. I know that was a little bit of a longer one, um, but it's really important, you guys. Now, number seven in the seventh step to creating, remember, the perfect homeschool day is that I know some of you are worried about this being overwhelming for your children um, or for yourself. And so the seventh step that I really recommend is to keep the atmosphere positive. Okay, you want to keep the atmosphere positive. So that means, you know, don't ever lose your patience. You need to stay completely calm and in a very even place of balance at all times so that your children don't become overwhelmed because they're feeding off of your energy and they're feeding off of your emotions and you set the tone in your homeschool. So you really do need to set a positive tone, not one that's going to create anxiety or stress. And sometimes when you're impatient with your children, that can cause anxiety. So there can be no impatience. There can be no frustration and something that I think often gets missed in homeschool families that we don't think about is envy because that's not something that's as often talked about, but that really does play into the positive atmosphere in your home because your kids can pick up on that. And when I'm talking about envy, I'm talking about the parents who go and drop their kids off at school or better yet, have a bus come and pick them up and then they have, you know, six, seven hours of their day where they can do what they want to. And I I know that it's kind of like a deep, dark secret that sometimes um, we're a little jealous and that we feel hard done by, but that that can then in turn affect the atmosphere of your homeschool. So it's really important to just be super happy for your friends that have their afternoons and mornings free and have clean houses and don't have to stay up all night and don't have to, you know, do this all day long um, and have more time for themselves because you have to remember that your children are getting a superior education. 
Now we're getting close, you guys. We're at number eight. The eighth step to having a perfect homeschool is to teach passionately. You want to make every subject come to life. So when you are teaching geography to your children, you don't want to just introduce it to them or give them an assignment. You know, act it out. Make it funny. Make it come to life for your child so that they can understand the concepts and it's an enjoyable experience for them because we don't want them to be bored in their homeschool. You know, when you're reading to your children for two hours, if they're becoming bored, it might be time to create a uh, dramatic um, stage and puppet or to get your husband involved and you guys can act out the stories. The important thing is that we want to entertain our children as much as possible so that they are enjoying their lessons because if learning isn't fun, then we've missed the point, right? So we really want to make it fun and we want to um, do that with all subjects, you guys. So You know, when you're teaching economics, even if you don't feel passionate about that subject, you need to take the time and maybe that needs to come into your self-care time. If you don't have time overnight or you don't have time in your evening prep time, then you may need to consider taking over some of your self-care time because this is the most important goal and maybe you need to become passionate about economics because if you can't introduce numbers and graphs and charts and currency and the way that money works in our country and in our world in a way that is exciting and fun and entertaining for our children, then it's really not going to benefit them in the long run and it's not going to be, like I referred to before, an enjoyable experience. And if we're going for the perfect homeschool, then you need to have a level 10 passion on everything that you teach and that should be coming across as a level 10 to your children in every way. So that would mean the inflection in your voice, um, body, uh, your body language, you know, getting those arms nice and big, um, jumping, moving, just just expressing your passion and enthusiasm for um, chemistry and physics and mathematics um, for sure and definitely current events and uh, just just really getting in there with your kids. So that brings us to number nine. The ninth step to a perfect homeschool is to have frequent field trips. And then I really recommend doing reports after these field trips that you do with your kids. So you need to be doing field trips at least once a week. And to really get the most out of it, it's ideal if you can plan them at, you know, really big, exciting places like the airport or the police station or get creative with it. Go to a government building. Ask to see behind uh, inside the bank. See if they'll let you get in there and bring your kids and let them touch everything and see what it's like behind the scenes. This can take a lot of footwork on your behalf to convince people that your children are trustworthy and that it's um, it's worthwhile for the next generation that you get in there and show them what different things and careers and experiences look like and how the world around them works. So, you know, you might have to get a little creative. You might have to get a little pushy. But you're talking about your children's education. So you got to push for it, you guys. Um, after every single field trip that you do, on top of their creative writing and their grammar and their spelling and their poetry and their literature, because remember, this is all language arts, you also need to be introducing um 
actually how to write reports and essays. And so I actually incorporate that into my field trips. So for field trips, when you're going out there every single week, make sure that you also then add in, and usually I do this in my evening time with my children, add in a book report. And they should be working on that every single day so that they're ready for your older students. They could be working on an essay so that they're preparing a presentation on what they have learned. Um, So number 10 on the 10 steps to a perfect day is to make sure that you fit in a lot of extracurricular. Because you guys, we cannot offer our kids everything. There's things they're going to need to do and learn outside of us. So I'm not sure where you're going to fit it in because every family is different. Um, I try to fit it in into my evenings. So that does mean that I don't sleep because now my prep time has been so bumped that I now do my prep time from the hours of 12 to 3.30 a.m. so that I'm ready to wake up at 3.30 a.m. to start with self-care because I usually like to add in that extra half an hour just for um, passion, just so that I can really research what I'm learning about, get excited about it, you know, read up on some experts on the subject so that I can really bring that across. So I find that four o'clock just isn't enough enough. So then I do my prep and I get started on my next day. And remember the key ingredient there is a cup of coffee at least every hour. And by that point, by the time you're getting to day two or three, you know, two minute cat naps are really effective. Two minute cat naps can really get you through a long duration. And then you can just drink coffee every half an hour and repeat to continue with your schedule because this is like I said the most important thing so that frees up usually about 45 minutes that I can fit in extracurricular and we do those every day of the week because we have five children and it's really important to get them out there and socially involved in their communities and in sports and in music lessons and art appreciation and all those things that they can get outside of their homes and so I really recommend so that they feel like they're getting that full education to do as much extracurricular as possible. So there you have it. Those are the 10 steps to a perfect homeschool day and any questions? (sighs) Right? Like, I'm almost a little speechless at myself that I would dare to say these things because they're so laughable. If you made it through my entire podcast, and if you missed the introduction that said that this is a satire, this is a satire. That means that it is not reality. This is making fun of what a perfect homeschool day could look like because obviously it's all hugely, grossly exaggerated and impossible. So my notes on each of these, getting up at 4 a.m., ha-ha, getting up at 6 a.m., ha-ha. I'm more like 7 to 8, but see, I'm always like want to get up earlier, so I set my alarm, and then I hit snooze, 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 and my husband hates it. He hates it, but I refuse because every day I'm like, tomorrow's the day. I'm going to get up, and then I don't. Take care of yourself. (sighs) I have not exercised in at least a year um at all so let's just skip that one um drinking coffee I don't have time to drink a coffee before it gets cold so I don't do that um deep breathing and looking outside I mean really really come on right so then we're at starting school at 8 o'clock a.m. Oh my goodness, every day is so different for us. Our kids are often in their pajamas. Our house is never spotless. And sometimes they're eating breakfast while I'm starting school because I'm like, ah, it's getting really late. 
having assignments pre-written, we're lucky if I do lesson planning once a week to give us a broad overview of our week. This is obviously insanity, you guys. Do not sit there and try to be fitting in every single thing that you're going to be doing because stuff is going to come up. You're going to have someone call on the phone and it's important to have a life outside of homeschooling. This cannot be our end-all be-all and it cannot be that for our children either. So it, it take take a break. Give yourself permission to take a break. And yeah, you're might not going to get that thing done, which is why you don't do daily lesson planning. You do weekly lesson planning and you give yourself like a breather day and maybe you'll fit it all in. Um, begin reading for two hours, whatever. We do morning basket in the morning and obviously there's truth to these. I do think getting up early helps. I do. I do think that starting school earlier in the day is helpful. Um, I think that taking care of yourself is super important. And I think that doing morning basket and reading literature aloud to your children is really beneficial for all of you and can be a really enjoyable, low pressure way of starting your day. And if you're wanting more information about that, check out my um, podcast on our morning basket. But it's a little unrealistic to expect our kids, especially if they're younger, to sit for a long period of time. So if that's a value of yours, then it's okay to do that for 20 minutes. It's okay to do that for 15 minutes. It does not have to be this huge lofty goal and you should not be forcing your kids to sit if they're crying and can't stand it and or give them something to do while you're doing it. Um, Proceed to my list here of subjects. Get out, you guys. If you're trying to cover too many subjects, and obviously this list was laughable, but cut it back. I'm even cutting it back. I'm going to be looping our socials and our science. There's no need for us to be doing those every single day. I'm going to be looping in our current events and looping in um, geography. And we're just going to do for our daily stuff, poetry, um, our copy work, our, um, what else? Math. That's kind of maybe it. Morning basket read alouds. We're trying to keep it as light as possible for our daily stuff and then bring in looping for the other stuff. It's just, it's too much. And there's no need to cover that all. And as far as PE, absolutely jumping on the trampoline counts, at least in this house, it does. Um, keeping the atmosphere positive. Again, a small truth that I grossly exaggerated and made fun of. There is an element to that. We do set the tone to an extent. Um, but you know, sometimes you just don't want to hear that. Sometimes I don't want to hear that. Sometimes I'm like, just stop telling me that. Stop stop telling me that everything rides on me because I don't want it to all ride on me. I don't want to feel like if I have a bad moment, or I feel overwhelmed or frustrated that now I've wrecked our homeschool day. And so if that's you, it doesn't all ride on you. And yes, you have the power to set your tone and the more positive and upbeat you are, the better your day is likely going to go. But it isn't the end all be all. Your kids are their own individuals and they're going to have their own bad days and their own bad moods. And that's going to come across too. And sometimes it doesn't matter how cheerful you are, your kids are just going to be like that. So you guys take some of that pressure off yourself. Take a breath. It's not all dependent and riding on your shoulders and it doesn't always have to be this perfect homeschool day. Our last one's teaching passionately. Ha ha ha. Again, an element of truth. So if you can't teach passionately about a subject, I do encourage you to find a Charlotte Mason philosophy is a living book. And that's a book written by an expert who knows and loves that subject that can help make it come to life for your child. You cannot possibly make every subject come to life for your child. Every person has certain things they're interested in and passionate about. 
you're not going to be that for everything. So go to the library or go to Amazon and buy some books that are going to excite your children or contact me about Usborne. Uh Insert the little plug. Okay. So frequent field trips. Oh my gosh. I, I can't remember the last time we did a field trip that I arranged. Can't even remember. Um, oh, the grocery store. That was the last time. Extracurricular. Oh my goodness. I am doing swimming lessons and my one daughter is doing violin because it was such a good opportunity. I couldn't pass it up, but that is it. Normally it would have just been swimming lessons. Do not bog yourself down with too much extracurricular. It becomes super overwhelming and your kids are getting so much. And if you don't leave space for you to just do the unplanned stuff, because that's really the fun stuff. That's where magic happens. That's where your kids get to play with friends and they're really socializing and they're really just leave space in your homeschool and in your day. And uh, I think that was it. So there was my make fun of list. There's truth to all of that, you guys. I obviously grossly exaggerated it and made it into something funny, but that is not the way our homeschool works at all. I feel like in a lot of ways, we're the total opposite, but there are elements of truth and I encourage you to experiment. Experiment with different things. Find what works for you. If you absolutely cannot get up early and neither can your children, don't fight that. Find a way to create your homeschool rhythm and routine around what works for your family and your family structure. If you've got babies and toddlers who are having naps, try to fit your school in during that time. You guys, there's so many ways you can get creative. There is no one perfect answer. There is no one perfect curriculum. There is no one perfect approach to this. You're going to have to experiment. And so when you hear my podcast, podcast or watch a video or hear a friend tell you about this amazing thing they found they're so excited about, take it with a grain of salt and tell yourself, okay, first of all, this does sound really cool. If you're interested in it, take notes and research it more yourself. Secondly, they're really excited about it right now. Talk to them in about two months when the excitement has worn off and they're probably going to have some frustrations or challenges with it because nothing is perfect and our kids are constantly changing and our dynamics and seasons of life are constantly changing. So what works for us one day very likely will not work for us the next. So you need to take that with a grain of salt because their family dynamics are are likely different and if they're saying that this is like perfect then that's perfect for them and you need to discover if that's perfect for you so I'm not saying it isn't I'm saying do your research and and figure out your own family and routine that will work for you and now I'm going to stop because I was determined I was going to keep this much shorter but at least it's shorter than than Mondays right I'm right okay so there you have it 10 steps to the imperfect normal homeschool day and I hope you guys were encouraged by this and maybe even had a little laugh and enjoyed yourself if you like what you heard then subscribe to this podcast and it will be downloaded automatically for you so you don't miss a single episode otherwise you can come find all my podcast episodes on my blog as well as related links of the things that I talk about and find old ones and my blog is hiphomeschoolingblog.com you can also find me on Facebook at hiphomeschoolingblog and I'm on Instagram as well as hip homeschooling. So come and find me and I hope that you have an awesome rest of your homeschool week.